to a podcast greater than yourself, season four. Do you have an idea for an episode or a question about sobriety, spirituality, 12 steps, or sponsorship? Email us at podcastgreaterthanyourself at gmail.com or contact us on Instagram at podcast underscore greater underscore than underscore yourself or doctor underscore silkworth. Okay, welcome back to a podcast greater than yourself, Burning Desire. <laughs> a new segment we're doing on the show this season. Uh, feel free to email us and tell us how you like it. My name is John Barleycorn. And this is Sylvia. And today's just extremely highly valued guest, all the way from the land of tomorrow. <laughs> like, how long of a tail do I put on this? Welcome back to the show, B. Thanks, John. Thanks, Sylvia. Um, lovely to be back, I think. <laughs> Again, I was just over here in New Zealand enjoying my life, and then you get in touch and say, come on the podcast and talk. And for whatever reason, I somehow said yes, and here we are. Um, my condolences. I don't have a... Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I don't have a burning desire, because whatever I say today, I have faith and trust in my God that you'll figure this shit out on your own. So you probably don't need to hear it from me. But you've asked me to share, so fuck it. Let's do it. Um, yeah, let's talk about something. Okay. I want to talk about something. And in keeping with the vibes of this podcast, mm. I'm not going to try to offend every single person in AA. <laughs> but there's a strong chance that I might and I might offend the meeting makers, which is fine. It's been done before. But I might also offend the big book thumpers as well. Love it. What I want to talk about today is the topic of fear. I don't really give a shit how you do AA, how you do your steps. Whatever works for you, whatever floats your boat, you do you, boo. You'll figure it out. God is big and we don't need to limit God's power. So it'll all be okay in the end. What I hear often is a culture of fear in AA. And I'm going to list some examples and then I'm going to ask you two if you've got any other examples. So what I hear in meetings, my disease is in the car park doing push-ups. <laughs> Whatever you put in front of your recovery, you'll lose. I hear this misquote, all we have is a daily reprieve. And then you, I often hear cunning, baffling, and powerful. Do you two have any other examples of things people say in meetings that are fear-based? Mm, I mean, <laughs> they're endless. But first of all, can your disease really not afford a gym membership? I mean, like... <laughs> How does the disease get to the car park? Does it get in your car afterwards and drive home with you, or does it have its own mode of transportation? See, this is why meetings are the safe, safe place, because the disease, it's like vampirism. It has to be invited into the meeting hall. 
So it has to stay in the in the parking lot if it's not invited in. Amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, gosh, it, it's hard to narrow it down. The right the fear based thinking. I mean, like, I think probably the saddest one is is this idea that like uh, I can't go to certain areas of a grocery store or certain kinds of restaurants mm -hmm. because alcohol yeah. will be around like it can't be around alcohol um and flipping it i think maybe to the other side of fellowship culture is uh fear of the consequences of not living a certain way being punished by god yes i hear stuff like that a lot i don't know that i have like a specific exact line i'm thinking of but i hear a lot of thoughts in shares and aa meetings that boil down to i fucked up i let god down and that's why my life is shit because god's not helping me because i suck you know mm -hmm. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a helpful belief. <laughs> yeah, and I think something just as basic as one day at a time or keep coming back, I mean, those don't those don't seem harmful, but if my interpretation of that is that I need to come to a meeting every day mm. um, to maintain sobriety, uh, then that's fear-driven, isn't it, right? Mm. Like, or... 100%. You know change all the people places and things like you can't possibly be successful in sobriety unless you cut everyone off don't even think about being in a relationship for a year you know there's there's all of these like rules that i need to follow if i want to get my life together you know mm. so you know i think all of those things while they are they come from a very well-intentioned place are you know can be harmful oh yeah on that exact note, I've scribbled down in my notes. What you believe comes true. If you believe meetings keep you sober, then you skip meetings, you will be fucked hmm. because you'll believe that you are now doomed. Mm -hmm. You are putting your power and your attendance into meetings. Mm -hmm. It's not true for me. I can skip all of the meetings. I'm still fine. Mm -hmm. But if you truly mm -hmm. believe that meetings is your salvation, and then you don't do that thing that you believe, then you have mind fucked yourself. Right. <laughs> right. Or if your sponsor needs to be a certain person or, you know, any of that, um, it's, it's giving the situation and the circumstances power. Um, and it just doesn't have yeah. the relevance to our recovery. Right. Yeah. Now here's where I'm going to offend the big book thumpers. Let's go. Bring it. I, I, <laughs> Okay, so I reckon the same thing for the whole, you must live in 10, 11, and 12. Mm. From my perspective, God has infinite power. If I stay close to God, then I'm fine. Believing that I have to do a perfect 10, 11, and 12 out of the book in order to remain sober and recovered, that seems like self-will god is bigger than a process mm. god is bigger than a ritual god is about connection not about me having to do things yeah in a ritualized way 
Thoughts? I love this take. <laughs> I love this is this is the uh, straight pepper diet that I'm here for. Um, we were just sitting in my living room talking about. Um, I feel like a an AA anarchist <laughs> just because yeah. people, especially people who like uh, meet me through a meeting or meet me through the podcast. Um, there's so much like small f fellowship baggage that comes with that where they're just like oh yeah so who, who where's your home group and like how many meetings are you do you hit and it's just like i don't fucking go to meetings like <laughs> when i say that to people it's like it's another vampire reference it's the crucifix up to the vampire ah! they're just you know we're so indoctrinated even in big book circles to think that we have to have a certain sponsor and we have to like specifically to your question i have to be checking off this exact process in order to say okay i did aa but that's not aa we don't worship a process we use a process to get connected to a power and we worship the power if you're worshiping the process you've missed the boat mm -hmm. you're you're off the mark now i think you're probably better off than a whole lot of people who have tiptoed around the process but um there are a lot of people who get lost in the fucking sauce of the directions and start making that the thing that they're worshiping and and i mean god this is just <laughs> it's not a surprise but it's just this is everything we were just talking about sitting on my sofa um from the get-go, I was so blessed to have somebody showing me the program who just showed me the program and didn't say, like, here's what this needs to look like for you and was very clear, we don't worship the process, we worship the, the power. We don't worship the steps, we worship God. This power is going to be your thing, not the steps. So we have a process. We know how to get back on track, but the book is clear. Your job is to stay close to the power and perform the power's work well. And that's all you're supposed to do, right? So, like, the step 11 readings even, on page 87, my interpretation of that is, like, this is not sacrosanct. You get connected. You stay connected you're seeking that power seek the fucking power just don't abandon this process and go off into some other thing and still be like yeah i'm doing aa you know what i mean to me yes that's Nailed it. that's how i ride and i feel like i love that you, <laughs> i love that you like specifically went after that <laughs> i feel like when big book people hear me say shit like that they're so their hackles get raised because they they have all they have usually been shown you have to be doing this this and this and it goes way beyond steps 10 11 and 12 it's usually all the stuff mm -hmm. Sylvia was starting to talk about it's so many extraneous things and it's human stuff that I have to be doing in order to be 
fitting into this idea of like, oh, you're doing AA, you know, when most of that is not AA, you know? Yeah, when I first got here and, you know, like a lot of people, I'm, I have no ideas, you know, and I may or may not have a relationship to God. If I do think I have a relationship to God, I'm certainly blocked off. Like, I have no idea what that looks like. And so I think the the writers of this book are very clear, like, um, we don't have, like, some monopoly on God. We have found in our experience, if you don't see a path forward, you can do these things and you will find yourself connected and mm. you will grow in your spirituality. So this worked for us. Have at it. Have your own experience. Mm. But I think that what you're saying is like if you've already arrived at that place where you have a relationship with your higher power and you are growing in that daily, um, you know, you probably don't need to like stop what you're doing to write a 10th step and, you know, interrupt your day and call someone or, you know, that might look different for you. And that's fine. For, for someone like me, I, I needed a process to start with and evolve from there. Mm. Yeah. Well, you talked about fear to start all this off of, off with. Yeah. That's a fear-based reaction. That's a self-based fear. That is entirely, I have an idea of how my shit needs to go and I'm going to ignore any intuition and just like go right back to this thing I, that I know like I have to do that but I can tell you and I feel like this is what you're getting at I can tell you that there have been times recently where I didn't even realize until like doing a nightly review where I was like oh earlier today I literally like did the spirit of a 10 step without being like, okay, I have to do this and then that and then this and that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like ticking off boxes. It was just like, oh, this has become second nature. Second nature. This is a part of my personality now. I react to fear this way and I process it this way and I turn back to the power and then I try to help somebody. And like yeah. early in sobriety... That might be a thing where I'm like, I didn't do a 10, I should have done a 10 step, again, a fear-based reaction that I'm not like ticking off this box, right? Yeah. There is a giant difference between doing some morning step 11 prayer and meditation because you want to connect to the divine because it makes your life amazing mm. and the divine is incredible compared to doing that out of if I don't this, do this, I will relapse. Mm -hmm. One is fear-based. It's not authentic. It's not genuine. As you say, the process works. This book that we use, if you have alcoholism and you do these processes, you won't be an active alcoholic by the end. Mm -hmm. Like, if you do the shit in the book, it works. Um. I'm going to roughly segue into my whole entire point here, and that is that I have just read through, not for the first time, the 10th step promises. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's listening and they're like, this fucker doesn't know the big book, how can we saying this stuff? Well, have a listen to this. <laughs> we will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. 
excuse me, what, <laughs> without any thought or effort on our part. So I don't need to think about drinking mm. and I don't need to put in any effort to not drink. It just happens. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, the next sentence. It just comes, you fucking idiot. Like, I don't need to do this stuff. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we had been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protectors, which is kind of the opposite of fear. Mm. We have not even sworn off it, i.e., I'm never drinking again. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really care. Like, I don't even need to say that. I know that I am sorted. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we a phrase. Mm -hmm. You didn't giggle at cocky. Well done there. <laughs> um, <laughs> now you're gone. Nor are we a phrase. The problem's gone. Mm. This book deals with alcoholism. If you do it, the problem is removed. Mm. Done. And then it goes on to say, to go back to my early point, all we have is a daily reprieve. That's not what it says. Mm -hmm. What we really have is a daily reprieve. It's beautiful. It's not fear-based. It's not, I need to wake up and tick the boxes or else I'm fucked. My God's not going to do that to me. Mm -hmm. If you believe in a crack God who's going to smite you because you forget to pray, get a different God. <laughs> Read that one in. <laughs> Pitch that crack yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. No thought or effort on our part. That's some powerful shit. It's incredible. And the thing is, there's there's a couple levels to that like you you literally could not have explained that to me um before it happened to me yeah especially when i was still drinking um where i was where i would be like oh okay sounds right <laughs> like there's no fucking scenario <laughs> where i'm like oh yeah. i just will literally not ever think about drinking and and like if randomly somebody just like walks up and goes hey here here you want you want a beer like it it will not register the same like it's not the same thing in my brain anymore i like how do you imagine the absence of something it's like trying to yeah disprove infinity or something it's just like like it's like i couldn't fathom it so just like everything else in the 12 steps I had to have an experience with it, you know? And if you're new to sobriety and you need or you're utilizing this, like, parlor trick of, like, getting up in the morning and asking God to keep you sober, okay. You know, I, I don't think that you're, like, fucking up or something to do that. Unless that's all you're doing. If that's the only thing that you're doing, like, let's just be clear, you're not doing AA. But if you're asking God for help to stay sober, you are seeking God. Sure. Yeah. What I'm talking is, about is this no thought on eff or effort on our part. It's like, if my focus yeah. is, I'm going to get up and I'm going to just think about, please remove this obsession. Please make me not want to drink. Please keep me sober. 
I'm just putting my effort into not drinking. I'm putting my effort into mm. into asking for this thing that these promises are telling me. I don't I don't need to ask for this. What I need to do for successful consummation of this process is the hard shit. <laughs> like I need to actually like yeah. pay people back. I need to I need to see in writing and with another person that I've been an active participant in all of my anger and that I've harmed people and that I've like been totally responsible for fucking up these relationships that I feel hurt by, right? And yes. and making restitution for that stuff. And then the the tragedy for me is not somebody who's new doing that that prayer or, you know, asking for those things. What sucks ass is like somebody with like 10 years in a meeting talking about doing that. It's just like you're there's this thing available for you and I get it again. This is why I started by saying that like you could not have explained it to me until I experienced it. And I remember someone explaining it to me early on and I remember directly asking my sponsor, will that really happen? Will I not even want to drink? And basically, you know, he, he didn't spend any time. Let me correct myself. He didn't waste any time trying to describe to me that not only will I not think about booze or not want booze, it just won't be a thing. I just won't. It'll be removed. He just said, yes, if you do this stuff, mm -hmm. that's going to happen yeah. for you. All you yeah. got to do is do this stuff, right? And the effort and the thought that you are required to put into it is just do these little directions in this book. Yeah. Which at no I didn't point make... tell you to like ask for their obsession to be removed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't make a step three decision to not drink and I didn't write inventory mm. on why I, on why I drank. Mm. Love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Love it. I love this take. Yeah, without going through that process of the steps that John was talking about, um, I'm still stuck in myself. I, I don't know there's another way to live at all. And mm. so even if I do believe in some higher power, I'm still treating that power like Santa Claus. Please, you know, give me this day where I don't think about alcohol. Mm. You know, that's all. Thank you so much. Talk to you again tomorrow. Like, what you know, <laughs> what have I done uh, to be useful at right. all and to be... Um, I don't know. So yeah. Okay. So those things I started with. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to some of them. I couldn't find push-ups in the car park in the big book at all. So <laughs> can we just can we just decide here and now, us three, that you never need to say that in a meeting? It's got nothing to do with alcoholism. Yes. I. I. <laughs> Okay, cool. That one's sorted. Now, but also, I don't. Awesome. Think I don't think any of us attend meetings, so I don't. I don't know if we know how they're doing. <laughs> okay, we're, we're the we meeting misses gonna... make it crowd. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So cunning, baffling, and powerful. Well, let's see what the book actually says. Eh? I'll be nerdy for a second. Remember that we deal with alcohol. Cunning, baffling, and powerful. Wow. What a statement. The very next line, without help, it is too much for us. Mm. Oh, so with help, it's not too much for us? <laughs> so 
So I don't even need to worry about those three words. I never need to think about them again because I've got help. Like, that's I mean, it. it's 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 literally like cocktail chatter syndrome filler. It's like word salad, you know, when you're just like sitting, yeah. doing your share, and you're just like, you know, it's like I'm saying. I work a program. It's like I'm saying, you know, if I if I don't if I don't ask for for you know cunning, baffling, powerful. It's like I'm saying, you know, they just like kind of spit it in there in the middle of everything. Oh, okay, well, he definitely said words. Yeah, so it's relevant if you don't have a program. Right. It's relevant if you're not working your AA steps. It's very relevant. But as soon as you are, as soon as you've got help, those three words are irrelevant. We don't need to worry about them. Right. So whatever you put in front of your recovery, you'll lose. I, I hesitate to say I have favorites out of the guests on your program because you've had so many wonderful people whom I love. But Diego, for me, oh, he nails the shit. Yeah. He nails the shit of why, why would you skip your kid's birthday party to go to a meeting? Like, you've missed the entire fucking point yeah. at, that, at that stage. Absolutely. God, God is not judging you on whether you're going to go to meetings or not and then deciding whether to relieve you of alcoholism or not. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, don't limit God's power by thinking you can, I don't know. I don't know. I just get so annoyed at this point. God is about connection and people and love and being there for others. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love- skip it. No, I was going to say, you go. I love that it it really does all come back to like, don't, don't put limit on, don't put limits on God's power, hmm. you know? You can, yeah. like, only you can make this power smaller in your mind. Like, why would you do that? You know? Yeah. Right. I do not contain the power to save myself and recover. Hmm. Yeah. The Earlier we talked briefly about the, well, there's a few points in the book, but at the end of chapter three, when Fred says, that uh, you know, it's a way of life that solve all my problems, you know. And what is it in Family Afterward, where it talks about the <laughs> the limitless load, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I can't, I, I can't, I can't mention around you without <laughs> snickering <laughs> like a child. <laughs> I think you did some <laughs> comical share on that one night, um, but. That's exactly what's on offer. What's on offer with the program, Alcoholics Anonymous, is not human-dependent sobriety. So all things human is not what you're offered. Fellowship, different story. Mm. Program of Alcoholics Anonymous is this. Somebody who's recovered shows you how to have your own experience with this process to get connected to a power of your own understanding without influencing you on any of that. That's in a vacuum how AA should work. And what that looks like, your life, from that moment forward, once you're connected, 
that's between you and that God, dude. That's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, can I completely change the subject and go way off course? Please. <laughs> because I'm I'm bored of this already. So <laughs> like <laughs> okay. <laughs> In, in being I mean, asked rude, me on this but okay, podcast, go ahead. I know. <laughs> so, so you asked me a couple of days ago to come on the podcast, and I just said yes. And then I was thinking, like, okay, like, like, why, why, why would I come on the podcast? And here's why I had this thought: your season two, I think it's your season two of going through the steps and then modem to modem. Mm-hmm. That gives you everything you need. Like, that taught me how to sponsor people. The guests you had fucking nailed the steps, Mm. and they brought the book to life for me so that I could read it and see it in a new light, and that was absolutely beautiful. So what more do you need other than that? And then you did season three, and I thought that was just hilarious. You broached some topics that no one else would want to talk about, like – can you be recovered and not attend a meeting? And I think you ended up um, concluding that it's actually better to not attend any meetings. <laughs> You'll be far better off. And, I, and I'm driving in my car listening, like clapping, like, yes, yes, <laughs> fucking say it, yes. <laughs> so this podcast has done everything it's need to do in my eyes. And so I'm like, so now what? So I thought... The only other thing I could bring is what on earth have I been up to since being on this podcast? Mm. And there's something I do want to mention, and I want to kind of bring it in terms of a review, like a product review, that I have bought something and I have thoroughly reviewed it. I've used it from beginning to end. And that is that this year I have done my steps in ACA slash ACOA, mm-hmm. so adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families. Now, I was gently led into this program by my higher power. I didn't choose this for myself. It just kind of happened. It unfolded in front of me. And I bought into it. And I've done it. I've done the steps through the workbook and ACA. And now I sponsor people in it. And my review is that if you qualify, same as AA, there's no point doing it if you don't qualify because what's the fucking point? It's a lot of hard work and just save yourself the hassle. If you qualify, ACA gets an A++ from me. Hey. Highly worth it. It touches the childhood trauma, the effects of being raised in a dysfunctional home, that for me, AA did not have the framework to touch. Hmm. Now, big thought here and strong opinion from me, do AA first. If you are an alcoholic and you've had a fucked up childhood, do AA first before you look at this other stuff. It is even laid out in the literature of ACA. Take care of those external addictions first Mm. because you won't be able to do it otherwise. Mm. So, yeah, that is what I've been up to. Spiritual expansion rather than spiritual growth. And my thought is, if the universe is expanding infinitely, then so can I. (laughs) I really don't like 
the word progress because it feels like it's linear and there's somewhere to get to, but it's not like that. I can expand in my spiritual life wherever God wants to take me and there's no beginning or end. It just is. That's beautiful. Yeah, love it. Yeah. That's exactly what AA should be doing. It should be Yes. Helping you become more. And like, I don't know anyone whose life looks like that, who is going to an AA meeting every day because they feel they need to be in an AA meeting every day. Yeah. I, however, know several people who go to one or more AA meetings every day whose lives do look like that. But the reason they're at those meetings is to share about how their life looks now mm-hmm. and to help other yeah. people. Yeah. And yeah. there's such a stark difference between those two things, you know? And yeah. we there's another thing we were just talking about. We were fucking covering it all on the sofa. Um, <laughs> another thing we were talking about is that, like, my my job is to to help you understand as a new person in the steps that like this is just a way to get you connected and then like it just becomes what 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 you put into it what you allow god to do for you that's what's going to happen yeah. it's going to be whatever yeah. it looks like for you and and like yeah the last thing i should be doing as a sponsor is making you do stuff <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah we're setting boundaries and rules for sure. what that should look like. Yeah. All of it. The bringing the dogma of like my sponsorship lineage or like fucking some home group I have where they like, oh, it's not done that way. Mm, miss me with that shit, Captain. I'm not fucking <laughs> interested, dude. Like, no. this is exactly what you're talking about is putting limits on God. And like, yeah. if I'm going to go into a meeting and tell people that God is is infinite and God is everything, not nothing, and that I live a God-dependent depend- life, I'm going to then turn around and tell people I sponsor, like, what fucking meetings they should go to and that they, <laughs> <laughs> like, you need to yes. do this and that. I was like, what the fuck are you, like, this kind of seems like you think you're God, brother. Like, I, I don't know. It's... It's, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, we're profoundly self absorbed people. You know, it's like, yeah, the key to understanding what I'm asked to do with step three is to understand that I have been playing the role of God in everything I'm going into. And so I am no longer <laughs> supposed to be doing that. I'm supposed to have this experience where I discover, oh, I didn't really even know what God was. Yeah. Didn't really even know. And uh, I still kind of don't know. And God gets to become more and more. I love expansion. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. It seems so much more right rather than progress. Because I don't don't know where I'm going. Like... I'm just expanding spiritually. Now, to jump way back 20 minutes ago to when you were talking about, here we go, (laughs) just ruin the continuity of this podcast. (laughs) 
because my ADHD brain is just fucking jumping. This episode is, is brought to you by, or is it produced by Christopher Nolan? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I see two types of old timers. One type is incredibly chill. Mm. They sit there with nothing but love and calm mm -hmm. and whatever happens around them, they know that it's going to be okay. Mm. When a newcomer approaches them or when they approach a newcomer, they do it with serenity and they do it knowing that it's going to be okay. They can just show up and be helpful and they don't have to worry. They're not living in fear. The other type is one that now all of these things is just my perspective and I could be completely wrong here. So I'm just going to blurt it out and whatever. It looks as though the process of AA has worked for them. And so they're going to lock that in. Mm -hmm. Those processes, the things that they did, the actions that they took worked, they no longer drink. So that is the be all and end all. And they build this cage around them of their own processes of AA. Mm. And they are terrified to step outside of that because after 30 years sober, they might drink again. Uh, what? <laughs> what? What? Right. <laughs> it goes against what we read in the 10 step promises, but this is what I see. And it's fear based and it's self will and it is limiting the power of God. It's sad. It is not expansion. <laughs> It is not expansion. I, it works for them, but I wouldn't recommend it. Right. I um. I have my own hot take. May I? May I? May do I do it. a hot take? This do hot it. take is not going to be well phrased or th thought out or anything. But my hot take is. Oh, how fucking dare you, John? <laughs> oh, sorry. Do, do I have to wait to the end? I'll wait to the end, and then I'll say that. Okay, sorry, I was too soon. You go. You go. All right. <clears throat> okay. My hot take is um, I hate the term step work. That's pretty much my hot take. Mm. I feel like saying step work and calling this step work or saying working the steps or whatever I think it obfuscates what's actually happening, and I think it's a fucking distraction, and I think that it's a way for people to uh, kind of scapegoat not growing because they're, like, focusing on, like, oh, I got to do my step work or this or that, or I'm, uh, I'm still doing some step work or whatever. The 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 term that, that I prefer is... Uh, spiritual practice mm -hmm. that's in my estimation what I have gotten from the book Alcoholics Anonymous that's what I have been presented with um, that's how it was handed to me and it wasn't and that's why I loved your take at the beginning so much it wasn't so much given to me as like that you gotta be doing your step work <laughs> you know it was it was given to me as like here's a blueprint Build a spiritual practice out of this. See what develops. Let this thing grow. How it's going to grow for you. Because I feel like limiting the incredibly beautiful thing that's given to us in that book to this concept of 
checking off some steps is like so unfortunate and it is not expansion you know it's not it's not yeah. that yeah not that i like that are you able to repeat all that but give us time to google whatever obstificate means <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we won't be hyper focusing on this one word that we've never heard before <laughs> and we could listen to the rest of it can you do that I, I, lo- I love how uh me and b's neurodivergence doesn't quite <laughs> overlap <laughs> Like two different forms of autism battling (laughs) over Zoom. (laughs) We're just lost constantly. Love it. I think you you made a great point at the beginning, uh, B, when you were saying, I mean, you prefaced all of this with, you do you, boo. Mm. Right? So I, I think you're making some great points. It really sucks to watch other people suffer when you know there is a solution. It sucks to watch people place boundaries and limitations on their higher power when you know yeah. you've had a different experience that mm-hmm. you know it will flow, you know, easier or whatever. But I think that in at least for me, my experience in going through the steps is like this freedom that like when I see something like that happening, there's not a problem for me to fix. Mm-hmm. You know? That that is it's like all I can do is be an example and share my experience, you know, and people that's either like attractive to people or they have a better way. And that's all good. Mm-hmm. Right. Do what yeah. works for you. So I do think it sucks and it's very frustrating because some of the slogans and things like that, like I think can be harmful. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people go to meetings to hear that because it propels them forward. You know, it's working for them right. and it looks painful to me. But who am I? You know, I've had my own experience and I'm so beyond grateful. So I'm, yep. I, you know, I wouldn't tell them not to do anything that's working, but like, hey, if you get tired of that, this shit over here that I've got is pretty cool. So <laughs> I have how, the actual how thing. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How beautifully mature of you. <laughs> Why are you on this podcast? <laughs> like, why are you here when you're bringing all the spiritual fitness? <laughs> Expansion, B. Literally Expansion. the whole time yeah. you're talking, I'm sitting it. here like, I wonder how many push-ups her disease can do. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, when do I interrupt her to make that joke? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think that was pretty fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to know? Because I know it all clearly. <laughs> I've read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so I think I think we're we're square. Okay. We're good. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. You're so oh, awesome, B. So cool. Thank you for doing this. Oh, my absolute pleasure. I think he would say pleasure. yes to a season five, so I think we're you're getting what you're getting from him. He's made that clear. Yeah. <laughs> when you started on that shit, I was like, oh, okay, fuck me then. Fuck. And podcast <laughs> over. Shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm accidentally offensive. I never mean to be. It just comes out. I, I yeah. No, I'm like, wow. And the text messages, he was lovely. Like, oh, I would love to. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Thank you. That'd be great. And then he's just like, yeah. what more do you have here? to do on this stupid fucking podcast? Yeah. What the fuck is the purpose and <laughs> intent of here? this meeting? 
You've said it all. Trust me, I feel that same way, but people still want more. So I'm like, let's fucking do it, dude. Let's roll. Let's, yeah, let's pump out some more episodes. Give the people what they want. Fuck it. Awesome. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, dude. Thanks, team. What a pleasure. This has been a podcast greater than yourself. A podcast greater than yourself was created by recovered alcoholics. All involved in the creation of this podcast are active members of Alcoholics Anonymous who wish to carry the message of our own recovery to those who still suffer. We do not claim to represent Alcoholics Anonymous. All comments are from our own experiences as alcoholics who have recovered by following the directions for the 12 steps found in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Thanks for listening.